Hi everyone, Raphael Harry here, and you're listening to White Label American, a podcast where we hear stories from an immigrant or two, sometimes more. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. Welcome to another episode of White Label American. Thank you all for joining us today. And before we begin, I would like to give a shout out to a listener down in Maryland. She didn't give her name, but she sent a feedback um, and she shared a story with me. So I can't officially share a story, but it was after listening to Nancy's episode and she shared how she ended up in the city that she currently currently lives at. And um, it was a beautiful story. So maybe, you know, we might have her on the, on the podcast one day. But uh, it was beautiful. And, you know, so I appreciate that. So, yeah, keep um, sending in your feedback. And I love to hear from you all. And, yeah, keep it coming in. And if you don't know how to reach out to me, go to www.whitelabelamerican.com. Um, you can get me via um, the email option or... There's an audio option, you know. I love to hear your voice. Not only my voice, I love to hear my my guest voices. So, yeah, you can do that. And um, you can leave an audio message on Instagram too, you know. You have the voice notes on Instagram. So, yeah, feel free to do that. Love hearing from you all. So, today, um, if you have your family's history, if you know your family's history, you know, we've had a couple of guests who have told us their family's history. So, yeah. If you know your family's history and you would like to share with me, feel free to, um, yeah, just make it two minutes, please. And yeah, feel free to just share it. Whatever good stuff you want to share or bad stuff or ugly stuff, whatever. Just share it. Sharing is sharing. We'll take it. All righty. So with that being said, I'm highly honored to have a fantastic brother in the studio with me. He's a digital media creator based in Brooklyn. Um, he's, he's, um, a guy who's going to make me TikTok <laughs> super, <laughs> you know, the, this brother is so smooth and he, he's dope. Like, you know, I, I was expecting him to wear something else today. Like if he had put it on, I would, I would have launched something also. Some, you know, some of you will see the video, you know, when, yeah, but I, I, I didn't have to pull out that surprise, mm-hmm. you know? but, um, maybe I'll take a photo or two for those of you on Patreon. And you will see the the, the 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 outfit that I brought. So, without um, much delay, I introduce Zoo Diallo. How are you doing today, my brother? I'm great. I'm great. So, welcome on the show, and um, it's an honor to have you here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's my pleasure. So, uh, let's dive in without uh, much delay. Um, you have beautiful names. You're the, I think you're the first guest on this podcast whose name begins with the letter Z. With the letter Z, the last one. <laughs> the last one. Actually, let people call me Z. Yeah, Z. Because sometimes it's... Yeah, um, yeah my, my, my former roommate, um, yeah, we used to call him Z sometimes, but his, his name was, started, was a Z, a... It was much longer than yours, though. Yeah. No, mine, the whole thing is Zumana Diallo. Oh, Z-O-U-M-A-N-A. But to make it short, in the family, everybody mm-hmm. call you Zoo. Okay. It's kind of like, uh, the short for Zumana. Anywhere yeah. you go, if people have a Zumana name, mm-hmm. they call them Zoo. Okay. 
That's why. Like yeah, that. that's why they call me Zoo and Zoo Diallo. I just added my last name to it. Yeah. Because I want people to know with like first and last name. And since Zoo is short, mm-hmm. I just added Zoo Diallo. Yeah. So it's easier that way. And and Diallo is quite uh quite popular from yeah. um, Senegal. Senegal. It's a really popular to, West African name. Yeah, it's a big West African name. West African name. Sometimes when you say it, you know, the ethnicity is Pulani. Mm. I mean, but it, it might change according to like you know where people have been, like the environment. But yeah. usually we're Fulani. Okay. But in other countries, you have different names that are like you know the last name that would be Ba, yeah, Bari, and all that. Mm-hmm. But Diallo is very very common in like five, six, seven countries. Yeah, yeah. I know I've heard it from. I'm not Diallo. sure if it's still Diallo Bali. in Nigeria or not, but I know. I, I I think it's not common, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't be surprised. If I met or saw yeah. a Diallo, yeah, you because might because we have Fulani in Nigeria. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And also in in let's say in Guinea and other places, they they might write in a different name. Yeah, mine is D I A L L O. But in some places, they add W at the end or they do J oh. in between. So they're you know different way of writing it. Wow. Yeah. Now nah, that that is what I. May not have noticed. Yeah, like, like for ways. example, in in Gambia, it's not written the same way oh, really? as in Mali. Yeah. In Gambia, they do, they might do D J A L L O Y. I've uh, seen that. Yeah, W. But it's still like Jalo. It's pronounced Jalo. Yeah, Jalo. So the uh, with Gambia being colonized by the English. Yeah. Do you think that also played a role with the way they spell their Diallo? It might be. I, I really think it might be. Not just Diallo, all the names we might have mm-hmm. in Senegal, in Guinea, in Mali. Yeah. They're pretty much the same, same spelling. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, it sounds the same thing, yeah. but they write them in a different way. Mm-hmm. Which tells you, like, you know, of course, all this colonization and, and cutting up the countries yeah. were done wrong because, you know, we're the same people with the mm-hmm. same last name, with the same culture. Yeah. But we live in a different environment, pretty much in the different countries. Yeah. So that I would say, you know, with the English has played a big mm-hmm. role, and also like you know, there's certain things you could write, you can write in French, and you know, if you try to find the same pronunciation in English, you might write in a different way. Yeah, so yeah, I think that's my, what might be. Yeah, because I, I did not think of something like that before mm-hmm. until. Um, you know, a, a guest who was who's who's from um, the the Gambia, yeah, pointed out that his family's name was I think was it supposed to be Mendez or so, mm-hmm. and you know with um, I think they share more in common with uh, um, what was it Equatorial Guinea that's nearby, true, yeah, and you know being Spanish and they mostly on the Gambia side and you know that difference. So I was like, wow, you don't, you, oh wow, you, you, I never you, heard that before. You, you wouldn't think about that. No, that's Spanish and then English and all that mixture, and you're like, yeah. So that that's when it started dawning on me, like, yeah, you know, it, it's the same people. It's the same people. It's yeah. just like the same example in Ivory Coast and Ghana. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, they have the border between, but some people have the same last name. Yes, it's pretty much that people said. Okay, Ivory Coast is the Fra- uh, the Ghana, the French of Ghana. Yes. And Ghana is uh, <laughs> the English, but they're the same people. They do the same thing. They pretty much might eat the same. The climates are the same. True. But just the way, you know, they divided the country. Mm-hmm. We're not done right. Yeah. 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 
So, ah, there's it's it, it, you know Africa is so complex. You know all this culture, the language, uh, the environment. It's so complex, but we all you know from the empire of Mali, which was like yeah. the oldest empire mm-hmm. that expanded from let's say like Chad, yeah, all the way from Niger to you know to the west west side like Gambia. Mali, Senegal, and even some part of like you know Burkina Faso and all that. Yeah, so it was a big place until they cut it off. Mm-hmm. It was. Yeah, it was. So, with that being said, um, you know the meaning of your names and the story behind your name. That's interesting. So, like where I'm from, in many places in Africa, people have meaning. Yes. Name. I mean, I would say Ghana or Nigeria. Sometimes when you ask them the name. They tell you, oh, it means this. In Mali, it's kind of like a little different, right? You know, there are different different ethnicity where the name derives from something. Okay. All right, it could be, oh, you know, the man didn't have kid for a long time. They would call him a name like that, and then you just stick with him. Yes. But in my case, I would say. My name, like, you know, just in many cultures in Africa, they name you after, you know, one of your grandparents, somebody in the family, you know, a long-distance family or whatever. I was named after my mom's father, mm. which was Zumana. Okay. So they tried to keep the name repeating, repeating. So for me, maybe, you know, like my kid might name me. So like, you know, the name continue yeah. in the family cycle, like generation after generation. Yeah. So Zumana really like I'm there, there's no meaning it's just a name. Okay, I understand. But also, you know, some people say it's same, same thing with Usman. Usman which is like a a Muslim name. Yes, I know Usman. And that's also oh, you know uh, because of the Muslim colonization yes. we also took their name. That was, that was so we lost you know we lost the identity in some part mm-hmm. which we you know in the Christianity like some people that are Christian they have Christian name. Yes. In Africa, you know, I have friends that are Simon, Francois, and all that, but they're not African name. They're just, you know, because they're yeah, Christian. Like, like, like my name, Raphael. Yeah, exactly. So mine, it could be Usman, but, you know, the African spelling, we added a Z. So we call it Zumana. Mm. And that way, you know, uh, that's what I explain it. But it, there's no a specific meaning yes. to it, which it might be, but I've never, I've never got into it, like interested into it and tried to find out and tell people this is what it means. Okay. Yeah. What about uh, for Diallo? For Diallo, uh, again, uh, I've never like took a time and really search it. Okay. But for sure, what I know is Diallo, not just Diallo, but the ethnicity, the Fulani, they left the east of Africa and then moved to the west. Yeah. So that's why, like you know, the complexions are like little lighter skin, yeah, skinny, and then uh, tall, and all that. So Diallo. I'm not really sure where it comes from, but I know for sure my great grandfather come from Futajalo, Guinea. Oh. So Futajalo, Guinea, and then my great grandfather moved to Mali. Hmm. And then, you know, started a generation there. So I would have to go back and then find out, you know, which Jalo, yeah. you know, where they really came from. But it's, <laughs> it's the same area, you know, Senegal, Guinea, and Gambia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So pretty much I. I should I should really look into it. Yeah, we, we, yeah, we have, you, 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 we'll come to that. You, you got you got some. Uh, you have a cheat code already. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll have to just you know make a little <laughs> more detailed research about it. So uh, you've already mentioned the country, 
So can you introduce us to the place of birth and your what your childhood was like? So I'm from Mali, uh, and Mali is a landlocked country in West Africa. Um, I was born in the capital Bamako, like in the real, real, real central area where like you know so much traffic a lot of people yeah it's called i was born in this city called dravela dravela uh, yeah that's wow. like right in the middle middle of everything and then we moved to the to the not to the suburb but a little far okay from the the city the heart of the city yeah so i was born in bamako and i grew up there until i was 19 years old i moved to america okay so what was childhood like in uh, Bamako for you? I would say like it's beautiful. It was beautiful. I still have like really, really, really amazing memories of my childhood. And I think that has so much to do with what I'm doing right now, you know, content creation. I think content creation to me, it's, it's really going back to your childhood memories and then take everything and then put them together and try to create something out of nothing or you know, expand on something. Mm. So that's how I see it. Um, and I really think my childhood was beautiful. We we grew up in an environment of like, where you are a child of everybody. Where I'm from, like, you're yeah. really a child of everybody. everybody yeah. In the streets, like, they see you doing something, they tell you, don't do that, stop it. <laughs> and it was a shock when I came here. It was different, you know. I'll be, I see kids uh. doing stuff, nobody really tell them anything to stop or whatever. Uh. For us, we... We grew up in an environment where, like, you know, your older brother is somebody else's older brother. Yeah. You cannot say, this is my brother. People are like, no, this is also your brother because he's older <laughs> than you. So everybody keep you in check yeah. on anything you do. And not just keeping you in check. That would be like, you know, sometimes some people take that in a negative part. But, like, the positive part also, they help you. That's right. That, they really I help you. They guide you through life. Yeah. Uh, all right, you don't, you know, you don't do that, whatever. Where I'm from, like, you could spend the whole day outside. No one would say you lost. Because you're still in the same environment. You're still mm. around people that know you, that grow your family, or they would just call your family. Yeah. Uh, at the time, there is not, like, no, maybe no, no, no phone. No, phone, but... But they'll go to your but, house. But, but they news, know where you live. still travel. News travel faster than you knew it. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so school were good. I went to a, a good school. Um, school was good, and had good friends. People that really care, there were no too much uh, distraction, but it was just like, you know, we play, we enjoy yeah. childhood, you know, we mm -hmm. play outside mostly because we didn't have video games. Of course, of course. Um, we play with, uh, I don't know, like those uh, marble, marble, yeah, ball. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. marble, marble yeah. Uh, play <laughs> soccer, which I was not good. I've never been good at really? playing soccer, <laughs> but you know, we play anyway. Uh. So play outside most of the time, uh, go running every afternoon. We go play soccer every day. I think that was mandatory for for the for, for didn't have anything especially. to do. They're like, yeah, yeah, boys, you go run like five p.m., six p.m., and then you get home like you know seven p.m. You we play. There's no time. Yeah, we will play for hours, like two, three hours. Oh man! And then sometimes you know in the soccer field, there's no. I mean, it's not. There's no rules. You 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 had your imaginary measuring, imaginary measuring, <laughs> and stuff that there's not even a goal. We put two stones yeah, as a goal. Use the stones. You 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 you, you yeah. created goalposts with whatever you could. 
find. It, yeah, exactly. And, and sometimes the ball would go all a little bit higher, and they're like, "No, it's not a goal." It's like uh, when well, like, there's no <laughs> measurement. <huh? laughs> so it's, it, it was so much fun, so so much fun. We run, we oh, run through like man. somebody's house, like, "Oh no, we still playing." Uh, and they would play with ball, like you know, he kicked the ball in somebody's house. Uh, they get mad and all that. So it was like you know, full of enjoyment and drama and yeah, all that, like all yeah. those little things. So I had like you know, beautiful child, and I miss it. I really do miss it. Yeah, because I know for sure my younger brother they are now having the same fun as we did. Because mm. many things have changed. Of course, with technology now they just sit home, they on the phone, a virtual environment, mm-hmm. and they think they belong to everything. Mm. So you know, I had a beautiful childhood. I think. All right. So before we'll, we'll come back to the the, the virtual environment, yeah. um, what do you consider your favorite childhood memory? Oh, interesting, interesting, interesting. My favorite, favorite, favorite. Hey, you childhood. can share more than one. I would, I would, I would definitely say the day. I, I don't think I was really a child anymore, but the day I passed my GD test. Yeah. In Africa, international exam. Okay. It's not just like a GD. It's not something small. Yeah, for for us in um, like Nigeria, Ghana, yeah, Gambia, it's like you're becoming a man. Ours is um, the it's a, it's the West African examination. It's an it's a British style so, examination. Yeah, that okay. We have we we. So I, I don't thing. know if you guys had yours the same way like us. Almost the same thing. Uh, we have the French, French. Uh, we call it back. Okay. It's like brevet, whatever. Oh, was and it's like right, yeah, after twelve years of studies, and then you have to pass the test, a okay. national test, a yeah. bigger test, mm-hmm. to go to college. Okay. Yes. To go to university. Yeah. So then you feel like yeah, I'm a man now. Uh huh. I'm done with college. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm done with uh, high school. With high school. Yeah. And now I can choose what I want for my future. It's like, you know, in high school, you didn't really choose. Where I'm from, we don't really choose. <laughs> not really but and then, like, oh, once you go to university, I can actually slowly become what I want to be. And that was amazing once I passed that test because I really passed with an honor. Oh, nice. And I, somehow I, I studied hard, but I was not expecting a good I, honor I like that. I, I failed mine the first day. I thought I, thought I would pass. Yeah. But not get. Um, I wasn't expecting with honors. Yeah. Because Ni- Nigeria, look, Nigerian system is is meant for you to fear. That's just it. It's, it's hard. Like, yeah. It's hard. It's really hard. But when they were reading the results to me, I was like, "What? You mean I got F? F? Like what?" And then um, it was um, the subjects I was expecting because I, I I was a guy who struggled with mathematics oh yeah same thing sciences. yeah same thing I was not into it and the English um, even though we didn't have history um, teachers and a whole bunch of other subjects civil uh, social sciences we didn't have those teachers for because I, I was in private school for junior years and then for senior years I was in public school okay uh, we did not have history we didn't have teachers mostly on the social side okay for most of my senior years okay and i didn't think that would be a problem going to those exams yeah i, I was getting d's i was it was d's d's and c's and i was like nah that can be my result read it again i was like how am i gonna go home because you can't go home now you gotta do it again maybe Ooh. Ooh, they're gonna tear me up when I get home. 
Oh. It's not like they were going to beat me physically, but they were going to like, because I was now at the age where there was less physical beatings. Yeah. But it was now, oh, we're going to, like, I passed on my first time. Yeah. First attempt. You killed him. You could. Nah, mentally, no. mentally, uh, you have to was, hide yourself. Uh, I, was, I, was, I was thinking of how to walk into the house. Meanwhile, it would be years later, I would find out that the people were making fun of me for not passing. Most of them didn't even pass on their first attempt. <laughs> oh, it, it, which, which happened? I mean, I know so many of my friends that didn't pass it like that. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, no, to show you how crazy it is in Nigeria, there was somebody who got, um, out of the nine subjects, he got eight Bs and one A. He took his life. What? Eight Bs and one A. It was on the radio. The guy went and jumped in front of a train. He was like, oh, I can't go home with this result. Oh, I can't. I was like, man, what? give me that result. I would have been able to go home like, I, I would have been screaming. Ah, the whole street would have known that. I was like, man, what what kind of family is that? What they, what they been saying in his wow. family? No, I heard a similar story about some place in India mm-hmm. where, like, you know, you you know, and you have to pass the test. Yeah. Because if you don't, like, you they do something to themselves because they yeah. they think they're failing in life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that's that's the only, your only way out. Yo, that's true. That's true. They're like so. so like when you hear stuff like that, you, you you now got like uh, I think I got one A on my first attempt and two or three C's. Yeah, man, I was like, this is I'm a failure. <laughs> I'm a embarrassment. I, I, Family name is tarnished. Oh <laughs> boy! <laughs> the, on the test, uh, on the last test, which was the biggest test, whatever I passed, mm-hmm. on math, I did really really bad in math. Oh man, math, but I still passed. Math, I, I gave up, and then I think my I got C on. I think my first attempt, I got a C. I was like, "You sure that's me?" Yeah, <laughs> I really think sometimes what happened is with the math, uh, where I'm from specifically. You have to love it, but even if you don't love it, like sometimes the teacher, the instructor, they are not, they are not motivated enough, or they don't, they don't make it really sound fun. They make it sound like really was, so hard. Everything like it, it just it, it cannot be like that. And then sometimes it's pretty much theory, right? And mm-hmm. then these whatever you learn it, you don't see it applying in anything in your in, life. In your life, yeah. That, so you're like, I don't really need it. Yeah, it was like I don't care about this. Yeah. But okay, now that you just brought that theme for me, um, so yours wasn't a budding school, right? Which one was your school budding school? What is budding school? That's the um, where you 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 literally stay at the school. Oh no! Okay, so yeah, you, in Mali that's rare. Okay. We don't have a campus style. Okay, so that, so you, you go to school you, and you come you, back. Home. You are what we consider a day student. I was a day student. Okay, so um, did you guys have floggings at your schools? Um, like, where you 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 you're late to school? There's a whip. Oh, you're, that was in. Uh, you get stuff wrong. There's a whip. Middle school and uh, primary school. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> We had so, something called like a ten fifteen mathematic, yeah, uh, mental mathematic, and you have the the, the little mm-hmm. uh, the blackboard. Yeah, have, everybody has a little individual blackboard, which is different from the big blackboard the teacher teach on. Okay, right? If they tell you any operation, all right, I want you to do twelve times six. Yeah, you have ten seconds to know to, to and write it. down, <laughs> and then you have to put a board on your head. <laughs> the teacher passes by and yeah. see everybody answer. Uh huh. You get it wrong, oh, you get boy. whipped right there. Uh, that was the scariest time for us. Yeah, that, that, that's the reason why I, 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 I never took math seriously because all my math teachers were scary. Yeah, and it got to a point where we started loving the flogging. 
So it was like, you know, the, the most, because like the senior students, especially yeah. when I got into um, high school, when I, was, when I was in junior high, the senior students, like one of them is a pastor now in London. Funny enough, wow. You know, um, he was like the ultimate bad boy back then. And, you know, when he came, he transferred from a different school, but he was my neighbor. Uh, we lived in the same estate. And, yeah, when he came, man, they were like, this guy was just getting into trouble every oh. week. He's getting flogged, getting punished, and he would just absorb the flogging and then and pop, he continue. Pop, pop his collar. And the whole school, like, they will bring him in front of the school, like, receive 12 strokes, pa, 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 pa. Like, you could tell the, teach, the teacher was getting frustrated because yeah. he, won't, he won't move. And then after the flogging, he would just pop his collar, like, yeah. I'm good. This what, is not No way. So oh. they, they will now increase it to 36 strokes, pa, 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 on his back and or on his butt. He would take it. And then pop his collar. The whole school was like, yeah, yeah, no way. Yeah. What was his mentality? Like, you, kneel down, kneel down. You're all evil, evil, naughty students. Kneel down, kneel down. Like, wow. man, I want to be like him. I want to be like him too. I want to be like him. I want to take the strokes. I want to take. My and then they do that publicly. They don't. They thought they were humiliating him. They didn't understand that they were motivating a whole bunch of us to <laughs> to, to do what he wanted. Yeah, what he wanted to do. <laughs> the wrong we, message <laughs> we even if we did something wrong in school we had this thing uh, where you you get on your knees mm -hmm. and your head to the wall yeah they, and then you stay there in front of everybody in the yeah. class for like maybe hour the professor is giving his class because you've been rude and then you stay there yeah i was a good student i didn't make much noise uh, yeah i, I used I to get in trouble for talking uh, they did punishment for talking yeah they had the class prefect who would take names down, yeah. who started bullying people too oh, oh, with that. You had the same system. Oh, we used to call him the responsible of the class. Yeah. And this guy would be the biggest person in class. And well, just you, bully you, you, everybody. You'd be hooking them up like, hey, man, don't, don't. Like, I'll write your name down. I yeah. saw you talking. Okay, I saw you talking. Okay. Like, I'll, give you, I'll give you one candy. Yeah. No, I want two. And you, I want three. But you took two candies from him. No, I want four from you now. Man, I thought you were a nice person. I thought you were a Christian. No. No. I want five. I want five now. God damn. <laughs> oh, man. You understand the type of monsters those people wear. <laughs> uh, we, we, I still remember some of my responsible classes. I really still remember them. They were uh, really mean. And uh, most of the time, they were not like, you know, the best student either. They yeah. were just big and they know they can bully anybody. And no one can go to them and try to fight them oh, or say hell anything. Because no. no. they would beat you up. Mm -hmm. But it was always fun when someone got to beat the the, the 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 class preferred yeah because it was unexpected and it was like especially like a new student will come yeah class and it's like he's not as big as a person and then class prefect will try to go like hey let me go bully this person person like i'm not taking it from you and then like do you know who i am i'm the class prefect and like i'm gonna try to slap you i'll slap you back to pow like oh, wait 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 did that just happen, happen? oh and wait, it wait, wait. we're gonna be rooting school. for you man we're rooting for you and it's like wow yeah pow, 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 and they fight like yeah oh they beat the class prefect the class prefect like what you all are supporting him I'm I'm gonna make sure you all get punished. Like, um, no, we 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 gonna defend this new person. Yeah, he's our new he's our new the hero. Teacher will come like all of you are gonna get flogged. Like, no, he's the one. He's the problem. Take the take the <laughs> take the office from this person. We got yeah, people this, impeached. I'm so many similar <laughs> stories. So many so many similar stories. And then one time, uh, I, I, me and my friend, we we miss class mm -hmm. in middle school. We miss class to go to the to the river because we don't have beach, but yeah. we go to the river. To go to the river and that was the worst decision uh oh because the principal of the school knew about it oh that's yes and then they say we did some stupid stuff people lied about us whatever and then when we got there we really got beat up uh they took they took you by four person i don't know if you they say the same thing where i'm from 
Oh, where are you from? Okay. They call it by four. When you hear by four, yeah. somebody take one hand, oh, somebody take another hand, yes. leg, leg, so, so you can't and escape. your butt. So you can't escape. Yeah, you yeah. can't escape. Yeah, yeah. They, they, I, I, know, I know that, that that's usually reserved for <laughs> the people who are shaking the most. But if, yeah. if you were like the guy who I was referencing who would just lie down on the bench yeah. and stay still, that would piss them off. So that the one realized that oh, if you could absorb the, the flogging yeah. and stay still, that was a better reaction instead of shaking. Shaking. Oh, when you shake, so, you get more. You yeah, get you, more get more. So you get more. So like, okay, it. you know what? Train yourself. Train yourself. Like sometimes we're flogging ourselves. Oh wow, <laughs> it's interesting. Like you know, I think oh, it's too much for just learning. You know, yeah, we ain't learning anything. That's no. why, that's the reason why I can't. Learn, I didn't learn French because we're like the, the French teacher beat us up. One day, I'm, you know, we're like, um, and we're also teenage stupid boys. You yeah, know? yeah so, that's true. You know, we're like, uh, but I think education has to change. In it has to change. A bunch of these teachers, well, it was simply taking out their frustration on the kids. Of course. A bunch of them weren't being paid. And, yeah. you know, so all their anger was just being transferred to us. Yeah, and then where I'm from, I, I mean, I know some of my professors when I was little, they, they, some of them wanted to be a professor. Yeah. But after, you know, people that were a little older than us, they... They're just becoming teacher because there are no jobs. Mm -hmm. When you finish school, you go to university, you go like you, know, you do your master and all that, and then you can find a job. You're like, okay, I'm not gonna sit home. Yeah, I would teach the subject I'm good in, and then they do the teacher test and they become teacher with low salary, not a motivation there. No respect. From no respect. Society. Yeah, because you didn't want to do that, and it's just like this is your plan B. Mm -hmm. So that way you don't really have any motivation to do it and so that's why you beat up kids yeah or sometimes like where i'm from there some people would take money yeah for grades yeah and things like yeah. that yeah that, that also happened too that happened a lot because there's no money there's and no, you can't find a job and yeah. then the school don't sometimes you don't even get paid because the government uh, even private schools that that was happening in private schools yeah. where because you see some people you're like how did this person pass how did this person make it yeah, but you, they didn't understand that it was still the kid you were damaging. Whichever yeah. way it went, you know, and like I still remember the day our French teacher showed up to class. It was towards the end of the semester, and she was like, um, "Everybody, bring your notes. We're going to mark notes today." And the whole class, yeah, not one person had been taking notes for two months. No way! <laughs> oh, that was shocking. That woman was mad. She was like, "What? Two months? Not one single word in your notes. Everybody's notes empty." She was like, <sighs> she just walked out of the class. We're like, oh, where'd she go? And she went and got this guy who just lived for flogging. That's all. Like, you know, the beginning of the semester, you were supposed to show up with um, a cane. Like, the, you know, this the, yeah. the, the basket chairs. Yeah. The people who make those basket chairs, you go to them and be like, um, I want a cane. They, they, they make the canes for students. <laughs> no. <laughs> they sold canes to us, so... So you, you you bring a king for each teacher. You bring a at the beginning of schools. Yeah, you be like all right. Each teacher you have, you bring a king to them. Like that's that's for me. So yeah. So this guy was he he loved that. He loved that. So the guy came with like ten, brought ten, came to class. Like oh, do I I got a job to do. I was like, don't you wow. have a class to teach? She was like, he was like, madam, how, how many do I give these children? She was like, give them ten, ten, ten on their back. And we're like, woo, this man, this man lost to flog. So all of us were all quiet. Like oh. He's like, all right, one person, who's the first? Step up, step up. I'm like, nobody want to step up. We're like, oh, it's on the back. And by then, we used to wear thicker shorts yeah, yeah. or wear extra shorts. Yeah. 
Some of us even wore shoulder pads in our, in our shorts. The, the boys, because we were prepared yeah. for the butt, but we weren't prepared for our back. So mm. we were like, oh man, who, who want to go up? So one girl went up and she just stood still. Pa, 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 took 10. And, and just left. Didn't flinch. And she popped her collar. And we were like, ooh. She didn't, oh, a girl can't take 10 and not flinch. And then the boy is going to be crying. Oh, hell no. I'm next. I'm next. All oh, the boys are fighting. I'm next. Wow. <laughs> I'd, rather be, I'd rather be the first two or third. And I don't want to be the last one. Uh, yeah, that, the man, the man was. He, yeah, by the time he, the, the man was surprised at the way the boys were all throwing themselves at him. Now, take me, take me, yeah, take yeah. me. Because uh, he fell. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, man, they don't. Yeah, after that class, nobody took notes anymore. After that flogging, nobody took notes anymore, and I was like, dang, I, 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 I regret it later on, but. Yeah, I wish, I wish. I wish, yeah, I, I, I had uh, many, many stories. We, we didn't listen. I had a German class too. Oh, wow. I didn't pay attention uh, mm -hmm. in high school. Mm -hmm. It's not like I didn't pay attention, but it's really hard. Yeah. And like we get to choose which language we want in high school. Different from French and English. Yeah. Either Spanish, mm -hmm. German, Russian, or Arabic. I did German because I thought like it was kind of like close to English. Mm. And I could find my way around it. But yeah. no, it's a difficult thing and it's long. So now I'm okay. I, you know, I, I understand it. But before, it was it, it was hard. And I felt it yeah, many least, times. Yeah, you had the foundation at least. Exactly. <laughs> Unlike yeah. me. It was until someone offered somebody a job, was offering, looking for someone to offer a job and was like, I'll pay, whoever speaks French, yeah, I can pay. I'm like, what? They pay money to, for people who speak French? Oh, oh shit. <laughs> Yeah, take me back to that. Take me back to high school. Let me go learn. <laughs> I myself like I I English here mm -hmm. when I got here because when I'm from, yeah, I mean, yeah, we take English classes, but we never really practice, mm -hmm. so never knew. Okay, but, wait, save save that. We'll, we'll we'll come to that when you arrive in America. Okay, okay. <laughs> we'll come to that. So back to you. You've been in Mali, you know, before you you, you got to leave Mali. Uh, one thing you mentioned was um, it's different now. For your your younger ones, you know, with the um, technology, yeah, it's now a virtual world. More people don't play outside. Um, is that all that it is, or is, is there more to it? I think there's more to it. Uh, um, historically, things have changed. Uh, uh, the way I try to understand it, because me in a you know, content creation where I have like a show and all that. I try to really go deep and find, you know, what's the root of of it. Okay. Because, you know, I like, you know, we all like to judge things. Oh, this is not good. This is not good. Yeah. I, I can compare myself to to the younger generation, but, you know, the environment is different and, and you know, the economy and everything has changed. True. Historically, I think with technology, technology really brought something new. You know, um, made things easier to learn and then communicate easier and all that. But at the same time, the economy changed, right? We we live in an environment where the father was the head of the house, right? And he was the only one, pretty much working. And then we whatever he got, even if it was little, it was yes. enough. Yes. For the family, so the mom always stay home, and then she take care of the house. Um. And then in that environment, like, you know, the kids would come from school because we usually do day school. You come back from school, your mom know what happened. Mm -hmm. You get to eat and every, you get back to school, you come back. And then, you know, she might not meet the father the whole day, but when he comes, 
she would talk to him about what happened during the day. Yeah. It was a different environment. And before it was like, you know, whatever your father had was sufficient enough. But then as the economy changed, as everything, the demand and supply, everything changed, the population grew, you know, inflation, all that. You know, now like, you know, moms are pushed to work. For where I'm from, like mom would have like, they would also work, but they have like their little business on the side, which has nothing to do like with day, day job, right? They would do it, but it's just like a few hours and they make some money. It helped with the family expenses. Yes. But now they have to work. Full-time, part-time, they have to work. Mm-hmm. So kids are like, you know, a little bit away from the parents and then the whole family thing. And slowly, slowly things change that way. So like, you know, with the technology and all that, it added more to it where before you would have control over your kids and then you could communicate with them, you could talk to them, less technology. You have time to really spend with them. But now the kids would spend so much time on the phone. The phone really educate them on everything. They spend less time with the parents and the environment they live in. If that happened, what what happened is, you know, people lose the foundation or the education that that used to be. So now it's a new education, which is like, you know, whatever we see, we grew up wanting to be American because that's what we see on the phone. Yeah. So now if you have your phone with you and then you have all these social media and you have 100% access to everyone you want to see, like, you know, I want to see... Dr. Dre, I can see his Instagram. I know what he's doing. Like, you know, things are, and things like that. Or I could, I want to uh, study something. I can study right there. I want to learn something. So there's less influence on children, on the environment we live in because parents are like really preoccupied and trying to keep up with the cost of living, Living. Mm -hmm. cost of living and everything around them. Yeah. So that makes it really hard, you know. But I'm not going to like just focus on the negative. There have been like really positive side to where, now before like you know you'd have to get a a piece of paper and learn something but now like you know you can learn something straight i i I, I agree with you and then because there's always of course there's always too much of everything and there's the 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 main thing that every everyone is looking for is always a balance yeah there has to be a balance and i think with the inflation yeah and the um, lack of family time family time lack of family time yeah, that's the balance theme. And in history, be, yeah, history uh, wise, we because you history like you bring up, which is the next question that I have. Yeah, is a very important because, especially in an environment like Mali, mm-hmm. um, you know, it was until I got to meet um, um, Alhaji Haidara. Yeah, uh, as, as I was telling you that first time that we met when he was talking about digitizing uh digitalizing the uh, family transcripts that you guys in mali have that's part of your history and it's global history and that's exactly what i wanted to say that's Mm -hmm. also we we've lost some part of our history because you know in africa or in anywhere in any continent in the world yes people had tools to write down what happened yes before and keep it for the generation that were coming up in africa i mean we didn't really use those tools it was just oral um um uh how do you say oral history yeah, or things, you know, like, yeah, yeah. Oral vocal, history. yeah yeah exactly yeah. so that changes 
Mm-hmm. Whatever I'm going to tell you as a history, you, if you're telling that to someone else, you could either add something or take something out. True. Because it's not written down and it's not just saved there. Yeah. So over the year, things change like that. And people that have power, they could have more influence on you that don't have power. Exactly. We were colonized by the French in my country. Um, and then after the French, the the Muslim came in. Or was, it, was it Muslim <laughs> before the French? Interesting. I think, I would say it was the Muslim. It, it was, was tricky. Arabs. Arab. It was the Arab. They they didn't colonize, but they came with the religion. I okay. mean, it was a colonization. And then the French came in. Yeah. You're right. So we were in two, we were colonized by different people. And that, you know, they brought out their, their culture. Yeah. The name, the way they do things, the way we, my brother's name is, is an Arab name. My sister's name is an Arab name. Mm-hmm. The culture, the things have changed. So people that you look up to or you're really influenced by, you tend to try to be like them. Yes. So you might really lose up on what you used to do traditionally. Mm. So traditionally, if it was like, okay, let's say on the street, I do something wrong. I like, I'm a really young, I'm 10 or 12. I'm smoking cigarette. Where I'm from, somebody will see you be like, you can't do that. They take it away from you. They might even hit you. Yes. But now things have changed. Now people be like, that's not my business. Mm. Why is that? Where does that mentality come from? The mentality comes from a different place where people are like, you know, mind your own business. Whatever is not yours is not your business. Mind your own business, take care of your own, go about your business. You don't have time for it. That comes from somewhere else, not just us. We, we, we were not like that before. Yeah. I would say maybe now because people are busy or they're looking for money and things like that. They don't pay attention to do the little thing. But this contributed to the society. This is what made us like what we are. There were always somebody telling you not to do. And with the history part, like going back to it, we we used to be, you know, back in the day where like older people that would late night, not even late night, early night before you go to bed, you'd have grandparents or somebody, you sit next to it and they'll tell a story we used to, we used to call ziring. 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 Ziring was like stories from before they talk about animal or they talk about something and usually they're not long Ooh. but they they really teach you about life because there's always a life lesson in it okay and then we you know we always like sit down and like oh i want to tell you zitting and i tell you a story wow and that has changed over the time you know grandparents were not around anymore yeah. um some of them passed away and some of them didn't have time for the kids mm-hmm. Because they, you know, they, they health issues or whatever, and the society has completely changed. Before we used to live in the same house, we have three generations in the same house. In the same house, true. But now, no people rather leave. Or people migrated. Yeah, migrated. Yeah, pretty much. And also, they like to leave. Uh, they don't. They don't want to be like with everybody. Yeah. With everything being modernized now, to me, I would say. My education has pushed me to be isolated. You know, have your little apartment or your house with your little family, and it's easier that way. That's how we think. But before, you used to be like, it doesn't matter how much money you got. Anything, you have to stay with your parents. That's where the foundation is. 
So you will not like you yeah. you will not lose some of your you know education and things like that. Yeah, I, I, I see your point, but because I'm 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 a believer in um, immigration being a human right. Yeah, and because humans have always migrated right from time. True, but isn't it like with technology? Hasn't that given us an opportunity where we can take uh, something like zidin? Zidin. Zidin. Mm-hmm. And save the stories. Yeah. And take it with us wherever we go. I know it's still different because it's not exactly the same as a grandparent telling it. Yeah. But if you recorded the grandparents' voices, every time they tell it, mm-hmm. you can have their voice live forever which is exactly you know uh, what some people are doing there is this guy in mali i think is older is is older than my father and his name is almami ba and is a is a historian mm-hmm. but he play instrument while tell the story oh nice so since i was little i listened to him in a radio i think nice. they have some tapes but and then you know people listen to all of that it gives you reference Yes. On where to go or what happened in the story and things like that. Mm-hmm. But then, how much that can influence you when you listen to it one time a week or maybe one time a month. But and then, you know, you're on your Instagram and then everything is new right now. Yeah. How yeah. much that influence you. So, I, 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 I get it because there, the there's, there's, a, lot, there's a, a lot competing with... Oh, I think the main thing is the competition. Yes. The competition, like what brand is bigger and how much is influencing you america has the biggest brand it's influenced everybody africa europe the same thing mm-hmm. and africa, even china now you now, guys have a really china, good brand nigeria china has a lot uh, china has uh, i think china has underestimated too like true you know so but why, why i brought that point up is that you know if people like you and i don't start somewhere yeah if we keep looking at how big the distraction is yeah i mean we we might lose out on the one person who might look up to us and say yes there's a lot of noise but that one time you said you told me one story it meant something to me that's true that 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 usually happened that usually happened well my it might be best to start there yeah and then maybe tomorrow it might increase to 20 it might increase to a hundred. Yeah. But sometimes, because I, I, I think at the beginning when I started podcasting, I was like, oh, you know, maybe I, I, I need to get to one million people immediately. But, you know, with time, I, I realized that, uh, I think it was a Denzel, no, it was Michael B. Jordan. There was an interview I saw him um, on, and I can't remember, I think it was, he was on Jesus and Meru, and he said, you have to tell your story and tell your own story. And don't worry about telling others' story. And those who it will impact, it will impact. That's true. I and focus I, on that. And I myself, you know, I go that. through that, you yeah. know, through the emotion, through my show. Yeah. Because it's the show, the show is named Le Traducteur, which you know. Mm-hmm. The intent of creating that show, what I wanted to do was to communicate with my people. Yes. How can I communicate with them the best way? And I start. I wanted to have a, a talk show, which it's kind of like a news show where we take the news and I add some humor to it, like a satire type. Yeah. And I present it. 
But to me, it was not, it, it was great, but it was not as original. Because mm. that concept in Africa, you don't really use it. They're giving news with humor, which is fine. But detail, 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 they don't really do that. And then somehow I started doing it in French. And it didn't really work the way I wanted. And I was not reaching the audience I wanted it. So I was not impacting the people I wanted. So I, I got discouraged a little bit. But as soon as I switched the language to my own language, Bambara, yeah. and it would put subtitle in French. There you go. And it became a new revelation, which is like totally different. And that's the same thing. I take history. I listen to these tapes. Yeah. I use the proper language we use without any words in French. Zero word in French. And that's impossible. Not impossible, but it's hard. Yeah. Because again, I don't know my language 100%. And it's supposed to be mine. But you're making the effort. I'm making the effort. And that's, again, the influence of French, where we like we speak our language, but there are many words in French, mm. which we don't even know the meaning in our language. Wow. But now I try, you know, I write it down, I listen to people. I, I would write a whole episode as, it's like a music where it has rhymes, mm -hmm. but it's spoken word. So like, you know, um, poem, yeah. but delivered as a news. And every time we change the scenery, the light might tell you something, the environment might tell you something. It depends on the episode. Okay. So now we're doing that, you know, taking something old, mix it with new, and deliver it to people, and they like it because it's a little more modern. And then young kid look at it like, this is different. Yeah. I like this, and then it's something I can relate to. Did somebody that look like me? Yes. And he's speaking my language, hundred percent. While in America, that's like why <laughs> I should want to be a rapper. <laughs> I should want to be a, like a singer or an athlete. That's what yeah. they see when it comes to America. You you gotta be, you gotta make it big that way. Mm -hmm. yeah, they think not the other way, not the traditional way. They think the options are limited. Yeah, exactly. So that's all. That's all they've been told. All, that's, that's all they've been told. That's what they see. Yeah, that's what they've been yeah. presented to. So yeah. now you know that that has changed slowly. You know we're reaching. People, but again, you know, it's kind of like difficult because I need to add more to make it more entertaining. You will. No, that, For them to watch it. <laughs> my brother, you've started. The most important thing is you've started. True. You've taken the first step. Yeah. Many people are still in the, you know, I got this idea. You know, I, and then, yeah. and no, But we'll come back to that, though. Okay. Let's take a quick break. And when we come back. We'll dive into your official arrival in United States, and then we'll talk about the more. Um, we'll continue into the awesome work that you are doing. Hi everyone, we've made it two years, and who would have thought so? So let's go further and make it three, make it four, make it five, make it six. Who knows? Twenty. But we can't do this without your support. So. Join us on Patreon at patreon.com slash white label American POD pod or linktree.com slash white label American. Go there and you'll see our Patreon link and you can join us for as low as $3. We have bonus content. We have bonus materials. There's so much juice over there that we don't release to the public. And yeah, you can contribute to making this podcast better. You can send questions. You can send your ideas and also there's a lot of new things that are coming 
the announcements I made on Patreon first because we have to, you know, take care of people who help make this podcast possible. So you can be the one to make this podcast what you want it to be. Come join us on Patreon and make it what you like to see. Join us, make it fantastic. Keep the five stars coming in, keep the love coming in. Thank you for the privilege of your company. Okay, welcome back. Thank you for staying with us. So, my brother, yes. you left Mali age 19. Age 19. Do you remember the airline that you took? Uh, uh, yeah, I do. Royal and Maroc. I took the Moroccan Air airline. Yeah. Okay, I think that's the second time. Yeah, that was the Maroc. cheapest one. <laughs> <laughs> hey, who, was, who wasn't looking for the cheapest? Oh, man, I was looking for the cheapest. <laughs> I could not for. I didn't care. I just wanted to be... I just wanted to come here. Ah. I didn't care where I sit, if it's comfortable, like I'm ah. comfortable. I didn't care. I just wanted to take the cheapest and get to America. Oh man! So, um, yeah, what, what was that flight like for you? It was. Was was that your first time flying? Yes, it was my first time flying, and I was by myself. Okay. So, so. Don't know nobody. I'm going to a, a complete different continent different environment crossing, i don't know crossing the ocean oh man like it's <laughs> it, that experience was something just the plane taking off yeah that first experience huh? like how fast this thing can go <laughs> like it's so fast like how fast a car is nothing compared and it's big it's mm -hmm. huge it's sound and then you see it taking off and you look down you see that you know molly with the little light Let's say Bamako, I'm like, I'm like, oh, oh. Oh, so you, you got a window seat. Yeah, yeah, I got a window seat. I was lucky. I got yeah. a, I got a window seat. And they were like, you know, <laughs> two French people sitting next to me, talking to me. I'm talking to them. I don't know what I'm talking to them about. <laughs> I swear, I can't remember the conversation. <laughs> now, I'm like, I just wanted to be, our first stop was in uh, Casablanca. Yeah, okay, so you stopped over. And stopped there, and then for a few hours, I was sleepy. I, like, I just slept. I didn't know what to do. I was just shocked. Mm-hmm. Leaving your parents, everybody, and then going to somewhere just because you want a better life for yourself and then you want to study because I came for school and stuff yeah. like that. And it was just, it was great because, you know, I was, I was young. Yeah. I had experience, but it was shocking. It was really, <laughs> really shocking. And from Casablanca to New York City was another long flight. And I yeah, was that, that was the main flight. Oh, that was the main flight. That was yeah. long. That was so long. You, you were like, man, how long is this again? <laughs> <laughs> are we there yet yeah are we it, there yet uh, it was, it was, it was, i love it i love it i love it you're like, man, i gotta go use the restroom um now i gotta use the restroom and then where's the restroom i don't know where's the restroom <laughs> located in the bathroom <laughs> in the airplane like oh, I don't how do you flash this how do you flash this thing <laughs> what do i ask as the girl uh they're like uh how do you say it? how do you the, call the them stewardess the steward yeah yeah ask her like I want something to drink in French, right? I want a, I want a soda. Mm -hmm. She brought me a soda. I swear, I pull out money in my pocket to try to give to her. <laughs> you did better than me, man. <laughs> I didn't know. I think that was free. Because where I'm from, you did nothing better than free. me. I was older than you, and I was like, man, I ain't paying for nothing. Oh, I'm no. gonna, I'm not gonna ask for food or drinks. I'm just gonna be quiet, mind my business. <laughs> I didn't know. I, 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 I tried to pay her. I'm like, how much is it? She <laughs> like. No, it's free. I'm like free, okay. Uh, bringing, like you want something to eat? No. You want something yeah. to drink? No. If I don't ask, if yeah. I don't, 
I ain't, I, I ain't got money for you, I dude. I, I didn't have much money on me. Whatever money I had was mm. what I got. I'm going to take that money with me to America. Yeah, it was just a few dollars in my pocket. Yeah. And I'm not used to And I'm asking her. She like, not free. I'm like, oh, great. And also, I didn't think she could even take dollar. Because we were in a flight from Mali to Morocco or something yeah. like that. And then, like, it was weird. But I mm -hmm. just that's all I had. I just give her that. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm going to take it. Yeah, you still had that teenage um, um, naivety. So you offered to yeah. pay. Me, I was forming. The, I was a young adult with know-it-all. Like, nah, man, I'm, I'm just going to starve. When I get to America, I'm, I'm going to get food. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's good. When I made it to Amsterdam, I was hungry. I did that with clothes. I didn't buy a thing in Mali. I just had a small suitcase. The smallest suitcase you can find. Mm -hmm. Put two clothes in it and two shoes. And I told myself, well, yeah, once I get to America, I'm going to buy clothes because they're clothes here. Well, I'm yeah, going to change my whole for, style. For, for that, of course. I, think... I couldn't afford it. <laughs> like, you know, I'm coming from Mali. What do you I'm think like, you're going to buy here? Yeah, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to, what am I going to dap up, man? Yeah, you go to the store, they tell me like how much the pants cost. <laughs> Let's say the cheapest was were like 14, 15. That was still too much for yep. me anyway. Because yep. the money I got from uh, there. Uh, yeah, so it, uh, it was different. So what, what time of the year did you arrive? I came mm. in April. In April. Was, was it April New York 6th. you came straight I came to? straight to New York. Okay. And then the same day. So it was nice weather. JFK to... Uh, yeah, it was nice weather. I didn't really experience the weather. I just took a taxi to the bus station, bus stop in Chinatown. Okay. From Chinatown, mm -hmm. I took the bus to Washington D.C. because my friend was there. Oh, okay. So my friend helped me get to North Carolina, Charlotte, where my college was. Oh. So like I did all this in just like one two days, <laughs> and then you cannot imagine, man. Like I discovered three states or four states yeah. in just three days. So it was it was a big change for me. You was and like, the first wow, day, like America? when I got here, just America, just America. Wow. The taxi driver robbed me. <laughs> he, he knew you were brand new. Brand, brand new. new. He knew I was new. Like I was supposed to call. Yeah. When I get here. Mm -hmm. But I didn't have uh change on me. Yeah. So I didn't know how to use the phone. But I knew like I would have to put change. And nobody around me speak French. So I told myself, all right, the best way right now is I need to take a taxi to the bus station. Because I knew where the bus station they told me that. Yeah. And then from there I take the bus and then I go where I'm supposed to go. They explained me all of that. I remember that and I wrote it down. But then this guy was like, oh, taxi, taxi. I'm like, okay, no problem. But I took it. And it was not even a taxi. I think <laughs> right now I realized that it was not because he was just riding, <laughs> driving his own car. Yeah. Man, this guy took me around. Oh, man. Took me everywhere in New York. Vroom, 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 fast too. And I was like sitting in the car uh. telling myself like, this cannot be my story. You come to America the first day, somebody kill you. I was afraid. I really thought I was going to get killed. Because, first of all, uh, I didn't call. Yeah. I don't know the guy. Mm -hmm. it's supposed to be a taxi driver. But whatever we're going, is taking too long. Yep. It's fast. He doesn't understand what I'm saying. And I'm scared because I'm by myself. Yep. Is that New York? You got got. Yeah. And then he dropped me off and he told me, this is how much it costs. I can't even tell you how much he got. He charged me. It was obviously way over. Oh, yeah. He, he was, he was, <laughs> uh, you don't pay that. <laughs> it was way over. He you was, don't pay that like, for that. Yep, I, I, I got one. I got one. The I first one. day I got in, one. Uh, in Nigeria, we say JJC. Oh, wow. JJC, Johnny Just Come. 
Jo- oh, Johnny just come. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I heard that in some Nigerian songs. Yeah, I yeah. didn't know what it was. Johnny just come. Johnny just come. That's <laughs> what is that like? What does that yeah, mean? It means yeah, like you're brand new. <laughs> I was Johnny, I was Johnny just got here. I was so new. He knew it. He knew it. He gotta do it. He's like, oh, I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna get you. Ah, yeah. But one it. thing he did was he took me to the bus station. Yeah, at least he got and you. And he, he took my own money, got me a ticket. Okay. He did that for me, and I took the Chinese bus. Yeah, okay, so which was not helpful. Re- re- I was supposed respect. to take a Greyhound. That, that New York hospitality came through. So nah, nah. It was supposed to take me to the Greyhound. Oh. <laughs> well, but he got you on the faster bus. Cheaper too. Yeah. But no one speak English. Well, yeah, but everybody what, what? in the bus was like Chinese. Yeah, but it was fast. It was fast, but I didn't know what to do. <laughs> I was just sitting there. <laughs> A kid coming from Africa, 19 years old. I'm in a bus full of Chinese Woo. in America. Woo. That's weird. Oh, man, the melting pot for a reason. Oh, yeah, it is. It is, it is. <laughs> I, I didn't have a phone either, so, like, you can't imagine. <laughs> it was a story. Oh, man, that's a Netflix special, right? Oh, that's a Netflix. I have I seen a friends that keep telling me how much you give to the guy. I can't tell him. Uh, Till today. Oh, man. Like... That guy, whoever that taxi driver is, if oh, you're the, listening, if I need him any day, we won't, re- we won't report you, won't have a revenge. Just just hit me up. I just want to hear your side of the story. No, no. I meet him one day. He's going to pay my money back. That was messed up. <laughs> he took over what he had supposed to think. Okay. okay, I he still can't tell no side. one. Hit me up on the side. Not a single person <laughs> till this day how much you guys took me because it was, I can't imagine. <laughs> I really I'm still laughing. Yeah, was, uh, it, it was, I still laugh at myself. Uh, at it. Well, I, I've, I've been gu- I've been got too, but uh, it, it, it's a, it's, you can't help but laugh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, my mom. All the money my mom gave me. <laughs> I didn't even tell my mom yet. I still didn't tell my mom. Mom, if you watch this, I guess now you know. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, it's a safe time. Johnny now just come. It. Hey, Johnny just come. Johnny man. just come. JJC. 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 <laughs> Everybody got to go through that once in life. <laughs> At least once. <laughs> so, yeah, I never thought I could be full like that. Cause yeah. I, I, back in Mali. Yeah. I was, you know, I was... You can't fool me. Hey, eyes on the. I was in you, you, you was, you was big on the city. You, you was from the streets, big city, and I used to go. I used to work in the mall. Yeah. And in Mali, when you work in the mall, you you learn it all. Even mm-hmm. riding motorcycle in the big city area. Yeah. It seems like you have to pass a permit to do it because it's a different environment. Mm-hmm. It's like I would say fast pace. Yeah. You know, you meet many people that do bad things or good things. Mm-hmm. So you get to learn it all. Yeah. But I didn't know the first hour New York would do this to me. <laughs> I knew New York was dangerous. It was a big city. But I'm like, oh, New York is another level. <laughs> what? Johnny just come. <laughs> and then you think you can be, uh, you know, you know it all in your country or where you from. Oh, man. You go somewhere else, somebody will teach you something else. Oh, man. <laughs> it was bad. It was bad. It was bad. I meet that guy one time. If I meet him any other day, right now. Yeah. Uh, it, it's going down. Uh, I, I was going to ask what was your official welcome to America, but I think you already told that. Oh, that was it. That was it. That was it. Smack me right there. Smack me right there. Welcome oh, to America. <laughs> and it was it was a nice. I mean, uh, he's just right. He was driving fast, 
in this like big bridges. I thought I think it was just doing side siding with yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's what me. they normally do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I have um my favorite podcaster, he got a job with HBO mm-hmm. uh, recently and he had to he lives in North Carolina and he had to come to um um New York for his job uh, writing gig. Yeah. For his um he was writing with uh, game theory. Yeah. So when he arrived in New York, he 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 got a similar taxi, and he he was just like, man, I was tired, like from the flight, and he was like, well, but you know, the guy was doing this. It was like this same thing that you just described. The guy was right. like, you know, taking him extra, and he was like, man, this guy trying, to, better not try, to, don't try some shit on me. I know you, you just just. Just stick with my destination. <laughs> yeah, like I don't want to know. I know you want to make money, but yeah. hey, it's like I understand like, the hustle. Yeah, and I'm. A, I'll pay. I'll pay, but just get me to my destination. You know, through that. the ride, yeah. I pray so much through the ride. I never <laughs> pray this hard. <laughs> this hard. I'm in the cab. I'm <sighs> praying, God, please don't, 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 don't make my story like that. Please don't. Yeah, man. It was bad. <laughs> But it's fun. Now yeah. looking back at it, it's <laughs> it's a New York story, man. Yeah, it's a New York story. So you go to college in um, North Carolina. North Carolina, yeah. I stayed there for just a few months, and I transferred back to New York yeah. City. See, so he made you fall because... in love with New York. No, because <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Coming back to New York, you know how I felt. I was feeling so so stressed, but I had no choice. I had to come to New York because New York is where I could also find job and also have a cheaper school. Okay, it was way cheaper here, so like you know, it was it was that, easier. That North Carolina, yeah, or school. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah it was, oh, as an international student, back yeah, then? as an international okay. student, yeah, it was like I had some school in New York that were really cheaper. What, what, what school was that? Oh, I I just went straight to learn English. There, I went to an English center. Okay. And an English center compared to a college, yeah, way less. I could still preserve my status because to me it was important to learn English first, yeah, instead of going to college. Okay. Because if I had to go to college, let's say like you know I was gonna pay around three thousand eight hundred dollar per semester, mm-hmm. and then in English I'm paying like eight hundred. So, hey, smart, smart you know, investment. I could save money. So then I really really you know focus on your work save my money and pay my own college after a few years of, so, you know being in english class so what's your first job in new york oh <laughs> washing dishes mm. that's the first thing i've ever done i washed dishes because i didn't have experience or anything and washing dishes is easy it's he, dirty. You don't need English. You clean it. No, you don't need experience. That, that's what they tell you. It's dirty. It's yeah. white. There you you see, it's dirty. You clean it. You put it in the machine, and you're good to go. There you go. But still, that was shocking because I had to be on my feet for eight hours mm-hmm. or like five hours, and then you take a break. You take beat. a break, yeah. Where I'm from in Africa, like I did all that in the big seat and all that, but I didn't have to stand on my feet for eight hours. I could sit down, yeah, do a little thing. But it, the first day, like I was like, whoa, this is something else. It's hard work here. It was. Oh no, there's no joke. Mm-hmm. I I remember there was this Senegalese guy in the kitchen. I working first day. The boss called him over, tell him everything in English. So he can tell me in French. Yeah. Say, so, okay, yeah, the job is this, 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 this is what you do. Say, so, yeah, no problem. 
I did it for like one or two hours. And then there was nothing going on on the floor because we had to go on the floor, take the dirty dishes, come back and wash them and bring it back. It was kind of like slow. So yeah. I just went there and I leaned on the dishwasher like that a little bit just to stand. Man, the boys came up to me like, you don't do that. He told me that in English, I didn't understand. So I went to the Senegalese guy. Like, what is it? And he tell me, you can't stand around. There's always something to do. Mm. First day. Yeah. I'm like, okay, let's do this. So then, work my, my way up. They knew I was good. And I wanted to do better than that, the dishwasher. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was doing it, but I wanted to make more money. Because at the time, like, you're getting paid $7.25 per hour. Right. $7.25. I like, try to survive in New York City. Oh, mm-hmm. That's even if it was twelve years ago, but it yeah, was still it was still, still it's still New York City, man. Yeah, it's still New York City. So I had to find a way to make more money. But what other job could I do right there to make a little more? The only way is to go to the kitchen, rent, learn how to cook, be a line cook, which I did, and I got more raise, and they liked me really well, and it was a good environment. So since then, like you know, I started working in a restaurant. Knowing the dishwasher area, I left that in less than a year or some few months. And then I started doing cooking. You know, every station, I knew every station. And salad, a grill, pastry, everything. And then from there, slowly, slowly moved to a different restaurant, did different thing. I pretty much did every position in restaurants. And I recently, just recently, I left my job as the general manager of this restaurant, Meatpacking. And you know, which I had like six, seven, nine employees. Oh, yeah, like a big company, making crazy number. So you know, it's been a good ride. So I've been in the restaurant business for a long time. Still, I, I do it. I'm doing consulting for restaurants, mm-hmm. even if I yeah, do I was, content I creation say, and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, you 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 literally the started from the bottom. Oh, sorry, from the bottom, washing dishes, <laughs> slowly did other position, kitchen. Yeah. Boss boy, runner, mm-hmm. a bartender, bar manager, assistant general manager, a general manager, and where like there's not a single spot or position in a restaurant I've not done in America and I don't know how to do it. Wow. I know how to do it so well that I be if I'm on a new place and I'm I'm the one in charge and if I find anybody not doing anything like it, just go and show them. Anywhere. Really anywhere, any restaurant. Any concept at this point? Wow, are are you tempted to open your own restaurant? I try. <laughs> I try. <laughs> I, I, recently, I was trying, but it's uh, it's a lot of work. Um, to me, mm-hmm. I wanted to do something small just for myself. Okay, I didn't want any investor because sometimes once you bring investors, some investor can be silent investor. Some people can be involved in it, and then sometimes the ideas are not the same. Yeah. Um. It. It. You know, it's not gonna be a big deal, but I just. I like to be on my own. That's what I want to do right now. Yeah. So I've been looking to it, but it's it's costly. So I'm it gonna is. save and then do it other is. things to make it happen. I thought about it one time, and somebody approached me and was like, "He's uh, where is he from? I think El Salvador, mm-hmm. and he wanted like a mesh, a fusion, a fusion. Yeah. That would be nice, African Salvadorian. Yeah, I was, and." Yeah, he had a spot in uh, on Fifth Avenue. Oh wow! Yeah, that he was eyeing, and I was like, man, I'd not even 
thought about restaurants all these years. And I was like, okay. We need it. In in Brooklyn, especially in Brooklyn, they're not, like, I think there are only maybe two, three African restaurants. Yeah. Well, not that many. Well, especially in this our part of Brooklyn, the, the rest seem to be all, yeah. most of them, East Brooklyn, East New York. Yeah, East uh, New York, yeah. Flatbush area. Flatbush yeah. areas, yeah. But they're not, and that was one thing, you know, I wanted to try to have African cuisine not to try to modernize it, but present mm -hmm. it in a different way. Presentation yeah. is what, you know, what we're not really good at it because, you know, the way we play things, mm. how we present it, it's yeah. a little different. So I wanted to do a different presentation and a little, kind of like try to focus on more takeout. Because mm. in America, takeout is a big deal now, but not everybody's good at it. How do you preserve the food yes. in a way where it doesn't move so much? And, you know, with African food, Like it's you always have to be fresh. You can't. That's right. You can't. You can't. So, I want to do something like that where I take African cuisine, try to you know add more to it and make it a little more presentable to a, a wider audience. And because our food is amazing, like it's just it is. fresh. It is. And you could do completely vegan <laughs> if you want. I, I'm. I, there's two places that I've seen. Both of them Nigerian. But one is the regular type of Nigerian, but the difference is that he's a food truck and mostly on catering. But he um, has, like, the options that he yeah. offers. Includes, like, he's the guy who, like, when you look on their website or on apps, you see vegetarian. Yeah vegan options oh yeah yeah it's available unlike most places that just literally just yeah you're a carnivorous person can meet it everybody eats meat yeah um the other place i just saw it i haven't been there yet i saw it on a food uh i've got in the website by one of the new york food websites cover this place and he offers food from um the middle part of nigeria so it's not too popular okay so i'm like oh Finally, somebody doing something different from yeah. Nigeria that, unlike every other person, it's like Nigerian offers literally the same menu. Same thing, yeah, same menu. So he might have something that's similar to what you guys have yeah. because his part is closer to the Fulanese. Yeah. So, uh, but he's offering, the, the, I've got, I, I gotta remember the name of his place, but he intentionally made his place where it's like everybody that comes there, you all have to sit around the table. Wow. And have an experience. And then he comes to explain what they're offering. So it's a community-style environment. I like it. So um, when I read about it, the COVID numbers were spiking. So it was close to my birthday. So I was like, ah, oh, man, I would have loved to go have my 40th birthday there, but I can't yeah. do that yet. So it's a place that I'm keeping in mind. I will, after this recording, I will send you... Uh, the address, yeah, yeah please. The address. I really want, I, I might check it out. Yeah, yeah, I wanted to take something... With all this training I have mm -hmm. for like 12 years. Oh, you, you're perfect. In a restaurant, like I that. could take that and then create an authentic African restaurant, but make it a little more yeah. modern with the restaurant setup and all mm -hmm. that. So yeah. that's what I have. But you can't just start it like that. So I wanted to start small, mm -hmm. just a pizzeria to start and then start making the money and then okay. move to that. Right. A pizzeria need one oven and things like that, so it'll be easier. Yeah, yeah. I love the idea. Yeah, whenever, whenever you start, I'll let, let you know. I'll let, let you'll be the know, first there. You, you gotta come you'll back. You'll be the here first one there to taste. Let it. us know. 
and yeah, you got to come back and you talk about it here, and you know, we'll, 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 we'll blast it out there, you know. Mm. So, um, when did you officially, you know, I, I know you've talked, you've mentioned content creating, but when did you officially begin to embrace your content creating as a part, as a career part for yourself? Um, so here, <clears throat> when when I wanted to go to college, I had to choose a major, what I wanted to do. Because I'm like, all right, now I have the money. I want to do something I really love. There were many things I wanted to do. I was, you know, crazy about computer science and all that. I started taking computer science classes. It was, mm-hmm. it was going well and all that. And then I really figured out, like, I was not in love with it. There was no passion mm. into it. But my passion I always been to, like, images communication videos uh because when i was in middle school we did i did theater a lot yeah the theater so i wanted to do something like that and then i'm like okay what are the options i went to the counselor in school and they showed me different major oh, this is this this is this, this, this not technically what i want to do but like what what can bring me most experience here now mm. and then later if i move back home i could use it okay so i saw new media technology i'm like new media that sounds good goes well what I want to do. Like, it includes a lot of things, radio, TV, film. Mm-hmm. I did that, and then when I moved to Brooklyn College, I studied TV and radio. After all of that, it's been hard, you know, as somebody who didn't have much connection to get, like, the job I really wanted. Yeah. And I never focused on, like, really getting, because I was working in a restaurant, mm-hmm. and the restaurant, I make good money, for whatever I was doing. And I'm like, oh, this is fine. So I was never crazy about just switching up career. Mm-hmm. So I continue, you know, I did that. And I'm like, okay, I need to create something that I can do both. Keep working in a restaurant, but have something that goes well with, like, the major things I did. So I wanted to, as I said, I wanted to be somebody who can communicate with his people. Yeah. How can I do that? Now I have to create a show so I can present and they can watch it. For things I've learned here, the research I can do, I I give them that. So I, I created a show, which was the director, beginning, started doing it in my apartment, you know, light set up and all that. So that had been beginning, that, that was the beginning of my content creation back in 2016, June. Started doing that slowly, slowly, slowly. Every week, do one episode and try Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't work. And then it switch up to studios. And then I realized, like, you know, I'm, I have a thing with the camera. Now I can start doing music videos. <laughs> Contacting people, and I got this artist, and we did a music video. Sounds good. Second music video. Yeah. So now I'm like, yeah, fully I'm getting there. Not just doing a show, which is like a talk show. Mm-hmm. I'm doing music video here. And then from there, I'm doing interviews. I'm like, okay, I can do that too. I can do that, I can do that, I can do that. So I started doing everything slowly, slowly, slowly. Now I'm like, all right, fully. I could create pretty much any content. I work for a corporation when they want to do videos on like a new product they have. I do that. I uh, work for restaurants. If they open a new restaurant, they want to show visual of the restaurants. I do that. So do um, content creation for restaurant now more than anything about food, cocktails, 
maintaining the social media and stuff like that. Yeah. So I would say maybe during the pandemic, that's when I know like, you know, this is the path to go. Because mm. you also had a weird time during the pandemic. True. To think about a lot of things. Restaurants were closed. Yes. And now I had to switch career and I'm like, nah, I need to go hard on it. Mm. Yeah. Awesome. So, um, what is one advice that you would give to um, aspiring content creators, especially those who are immigrants or those who are back home mm-hmm. listening or watching who uh, who want to get into the field like you? Um, I would say, you know, really, really trust our instinct. Uh, trust your instinct. If you have a vision on something, really try it. For us, everything starts in it, like in your mind, in imagination, right? Yes. You visualize things. This is what could look good. This is what look good. And sometimes things don't come the way you really visualize it. True. So um, I've learned that over the year, I should not really get mad at myself. It's a process. Yes. Something leads you to something. Mm-hmm. So it's never like a loss um content or whatever right so in a in the process of content creation i'll tell everyone just trust your instinct if you think you visualize this thing this way try it and sometimes you know not everybody might like it but to me it's almost like i'm an artist instead of like a content creator artists believe in what they see and they will see things in a different way and sometimes it takes time for people to catch up on it yeah and then also, um, I'll tell them, keep trying, keep trying. Things will not work the first time. Now, I've done so many content, like one, two, three, four, five, ten times until I get the right result. So don't get discouraged. Keep trying and really learn from the mistake. Every day I learn. I've learned many times. I've learned, like, I've turned on things. My sound don't come. So I tell everybody in the, in the process of creating content is, Trust your instinct. Whatever you believe in or whatever you've seen and you visualize in your imagination, work on it. It's all about the action. Yeah. The action is what counts, not not what you have in mind. So sometimes you have something in mind. If you don't put in work, it will never work. And don't get discouraged. Mm. There will be time where things will not go the way you want it. But you have to trust that, you know, it's a process. And every little thing will lead to something. You always, always learn. And enjoy the experience. The content might not be, oh, sometimes, uh, let's say, oh, you know, one thing that discourages a lot of people is the views. Yeah. You know, uh, you, you're creating, you're creating, but you are not getting the views, you are not getting the views. Try again, try hard. Learn from other people. Uh, never think you know everything. Nope. Work on your network. Um, that's pretty much it. You know, the rest come with the time with the time you you learn how to perfect your craft and you would also learn which way to go because sometimes we do too many things we get too busy but we might be good at two three four things True. we should really focus on those things i i've tried to do um some content on let's say like theater or whatever and then it's it was not my environment i didn't know much so I tried, but it didn't work. So I'm like, okay, you know, I should go on something else. Mm. That's what I would tell anyone. Just trust your instinct. 
keep going, don't stop. Keep going, don't stop. Nah, because you, if you stop, you never know. I like know. when you said every little thing leads to something. Oh, every little thing. Now I'm, I'm learning to embrace the experience. Yeah. Sometime, for example, last week I had a meeting someone and I was supposed to do a show for it. And once we got to the studio, there were so many things that were wrong and the timing and all that. So things don't didn't really work out the way I really planned it. Yeah. But when we were going to the studio, I had a really great conversation with a person. And that, just that, right, just because I didn't get the content I wanted, I wish for it. Another experience. I learned something new, and now I have to embrace that experience. Every little thing I have to embrace it. Mm. Yeah. So that's a passive content creation because something would lead you to something else. Yeah. You know? Awesome. So, um, for someone who's been in the restaurant space, yeah, for quite a long time, and you also have a Malian background. Yeah. What is your favorite cuisine? Your favorite New York cuisine? My favorite New York cuisine? Mm. Obviously, I love African cuisine. I think it's it's amazing. But for someone who's been working in a restaurant, I think French cuisine is it. Mm. What 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 in particular? Uh, so like if you if you what is your go to if they say French? Your, what, uh, I really I'll what's do. the number one, your your number, your favorite meal to go to right now? Right right now, uh, I mean if I'm 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 a sucker for dessert, so I love dessert. I love anything pastry. I love French toast. You give me French toast any time of day, I would eat it. French toast. I love French toast, <laughs> and then there are different type of it, and that's why I really love French cuisine because there's so much innovation in it. Mm. And the taste, yeah, they really, really take their time. Okay. I, I have to give them that. Nothing else. The French people, the cuisine, you got that. You okay. really, you know how to cook, <laughs> and everybody know how to cook there. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I have to give them that. Alrighty, alrighty. So, well, what about on your Malian side? On my Malian side, what I love, yeah, uh, there is this dish called saga 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 saga, and it's a spinach sauce. Wow. And it's served with rice, so they make it with either fish or um, or beef. It's kind of like a beef stew, but with spinach. Okay. And it it's always been my favorite. And it's kind of like you know, it's spinach color, so it's a little dark. Yeah. But I, any time of the day, you give me that, it's a it's a wrap. I love that. So where where do I where do you get the best Malian food in New York City? We really don't have a Malian restaurant yet. We used to, but it closed. Really? I thought they'll be in Harlem. Or... In Harlem, they're like you know Guinean restaurant, French restaurant, which they have some Malian dishes, but it's not. Oh yeah. Yeah, we don't, we don't, we don't have it. We work okay, on yeah, it. It's, uh, succulent is. Uh, yeah, we work on it, and I've even seen people that have restaurants. Restaurant owner, one is Malian, and the other one is from Ivory Coast. They're a couple. Yeah. yeah. But they do some. Like, you know, Malian sauces, that's it. Mm. But nothing like, you know, authentic Malian appetizer, main course in dessert, no. Well, I'm surprised. I'm yeah, surprised. yeah, we... Entrepreneurship, mm. not really, you know, uh, there yet. So, how do you spell Saga Saga? Saga Saga, so it's S-A-G-A. Okay. S-A-G-A. 
check. I'll get you. T- I'll get you somebody to cook it, and uh, uh, we're gonna taste it. You nah, love nah, it. Now you're talking. Now we're talking. That's what I like to hear. Uh, no, that's how we become friends. Yeah, know? it's, uh, it's friends who hook me up with food. We do everything with rice, so I, right. I love rice. Why well, rice? Uh, we, we, you know, we simple people love rice. I, think, I, I mean, think, it's not like jollof rice. I think but, that's uh, how they conquered us. To be honest, they I just, think so. They brought they the rice and they like brought rice, and we're like, what? What is this? Oh my god! Oh, yeah, we go. <laughs> this is the best thing. This is the best thing. You can do anything with it. <laughs> Yeah, rice. Well, rice. I started converting immediately. Was <laughs> rice originated? I mean, where did the rice originate? I want to know. I don't know, man. I, I mean, know. I, know, I know everybody grows rice now, but I don't yeah, know. Yeah, something is pushing me to Asia, I think so. Huh? I, 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 I will think it came from there. I wouldn't be surprised if I find out it did not come from there, but yeah. man, whoever brought rice to us, that person, yeah, yeah, man, I'm just going to blame everybody. Like, Y'all converted us through rice. That's yeah, my rice. conspiracy theory for today. <laughs> I, it's, I, I used to eat rice every day, right? Yeah. If there was one single day where they switch up in the house, they're not doing rice for um, lunch. Yeah. We're doing, uh, they do, uh, it, it, it's kind of, they do something with mice, which is like corn, okay. corn powder. Okay. Oh, maize, yeah. Yeah, maize, uh, corn, uh, corn powder or uh, wheat. About yeah, and they do something like, and I hated it because I just want to eat rice. <laughs> One day I'll be starving, right? One day starving, I'll just look for bread. You know, you just reminded me of uh, someone. He's uh, um, so he, he was the chairman of our crew. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm, I'm a young adult now. And, um, I think it was 2004. Yes, so he, the 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 lady he was dating. They they had a big fight. Oh wow! So my uncle and aunt, who I was staying with, uh, they used to work in a different in nearby city, which was our capital. And um, so weekdays they'll be there, and then on weekends they'll they'll come back. So I had a house to myself and um, their daughter. Yeah. Who um, and then yeah, there was one other cousin who lived with me. So but most of the day I will have the house out alone. So the boys will usually come hang out with me, and then we'll go out. So the chairman came to me and, you know, I was like one of his close confidants and he, he came to me and was like, oh boy, just, um, he gave me a CD. What CD was that? Um, either Michael Bolton mm-hmm. or Selling Dion. Selling Dion was a good, uh, was one of our go-to breakup. Uh, my first breakup was Selling Dion and Tony Braxton. I was playing in <laughs> 1999. But uh, yeah, he, that's Michael Bolton or Selling Dion. That's who he brought. Mm-hmm. He was just like, man, play this, play this all day. I was, El- Elton John it was Elton John. Yeah, I, I think it was the album that had Sacrifice. Man, that's all I was playing all day. And he was like, man, cook rice. We'll cook rice. <laughs> I, said, okay. I know you like rice, so cook rice. Man, Monday, <laughs> Tuesday, Wednesday. What well, well, you eat for breakfast? Rice. Lunch, rice. Dinner, rice. Oh, no. By the third day, I went to the girl's house. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry about this breakup, but you guys need to make up. Yeah. I, 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 I can't do it no more. Elton John from morning till night. Rice, rice, rice. And, and he wouldn't, this guy loves to drink alcohol. He wasn't touching alcohol. He was like, oh, only Fanta. Just give me Fanta. I was like, this is serious. Was the girl's name Fanta? Or what was it? It was just Fanta. The uh, orange Fanta. Yeah, that was yeah. it. Rice with Fanta, Elton John. 
By the third day, I was at this girl's house. Wait, wait, I'm beg I'm kneeling down begging you. Just 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 accept him. Something else. Oh my god. Take him out of my house. <laughs> That's interesting. What could be my my go-to food if I'm stressed? <laughs> Come take him out of my house. I'm, 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 I'm about to jump off my building. I <laughs> just take him away. Too much. It's too much. It's too, too much. much. <laughs> she said no. No, he cheated on me and all that. I'm like, please, I'm begging you. I'm begging you. This is too much. <laughs> uh, forgive him. He will never do that again because he's been eating right. I think probably that's how I said losing my afro because I had an afro then. I think that was the beginning. Oh. The afro started disappearing. Now, now I figured it out. Now that you figured it out. Now you figured it out. <laughs> Just rice, rice, Just rice. rice. Like, rice. Goodness, in man. the morning at night. Let's dinner. make let's make some fufu. <laughs> no rice. I said, God, damn. bread and uh, corn beef. No, you know, I never rice. had fufu. Never had fufu. I swear, I never had fufu. What? I never ever had. Fufu. Maybe mm, no, I don't think so. What? Nope. You sure? I should I should try fufu. Tell me which restaurant I should go to. I'm gonna go try fufu. Oh man! I'll even go tomorrow today. I don't tomorrow. We, yeah. we, we gotta go right as soon as this recording is over. Let's go find fufu. fufu. For you. Uh, Let us fufu. go immediately. I'll order you some fufu. Because every time people say fufu, <laughs> Josh looking at you like, what is going I never on? Had yeah. fufu. I swear, I never <laughs> Josh can't believe it. <laughs> Josh, I never had fufu. No, no, I had, I had pounded yam. Is that it? Yeah, pounded yam is is a, is a fufu. Yeah. Okay. So uh, it, my mom is from Burkina Faso, and then okay. I had pounded yam there. But the way they say fufu, like that, okay, the well, no. the, uh, okay, I, I guess I understand the technicality that yeah. they're going by because um, growing up there was um, we, we we didn't call panadian fufu. Yeah, um, there was like there was a fufu that was heavier than panadian. Oh, I forgot what that was. We used to call that akbu. Yeah, <sighs> but if fufu is it just panadian? Do they add something else? Plantain. Uh, do they, don't they the add Ghanaians add plantain. They, yeah, they, they so have that. a mix with the, the plantain uh, fufu. Um, there's semolina fufu. Um, I've eaten all of them. Now nah, I can't even remember what the main fufu is made from. What's is, the is, uh, from? In Ivory Coast, they have something also called placari. Is that fufu? No. I don't know if I've had it. Because placari, Ivory Coast. placari is white and it's pounded yam. It's yeah, yam powder. They don't even pound it. They just say if they it's yam powder. powder, then yeah, yeah, then that's uh, yam fufu. Yeah, there's yeah. different types. Like there's water yam fufu. I don't know oh, if okay. you know water yam. Um, mm -hmm. uh, water yam is much smaller. I don't. I don't. I've not seen water yam being sold in America, but um, well, yeah, water yam is much smaller. It, well, American yams look like water yams. Yeah. Yeah. Because achike is yam. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I check it. It's like, you know, a couscous. Yeah. Yam couscous. I check it, which is Ivory Coast. Uh-huh. And they also do this placari, which is like yam, but powder. And then it's it, it looks the same thing as fufu. Oh. So do they also do the version of the pounding too? Uh, yes. Um, The way Nigerian and Ghanaian do it is different. They do it right in the stove hot. Oh, hot while it's cooking. Yeah, but for you, I think they take while it's hot and they put in the thing and they pound it and they take it out, right? Yeah, that's the look, the the, the old way of yeah, doing yeah, it. The yeah, old yeah. Way I, doing I, it. I didn't sign up for that. I if I had been doing that, I would have had abs before I even came to. America. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, we. I, I, I was like, now nah, you guys, you guys make the yam. I'm gonna eat it. 
Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's yeah. It. So I we, sh- we should try fufu. I should try fufu. Yeah. Okay. 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 So you, you you're not that bad because I, I, I thought we had, we needed to stop this recording uh-huh. and have <laughs> an intervention immediately. <laughs> All right. So I uh, appreciate you for giving us your time. Oh, but we welcome. need to we need to get um uh, uh, this. There's one question I haven't gotten up to. Okay. You know. So everybody who appears on this show, mm-hmm. we automatically uh, we automatically consider you a dancer. A dancer, okay. Yes, yeah. Right. You can't deny that you dance. If you know, you pretty some if, some Afrobeat right now. Afrobeat right now would do it. Yeah, we, 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 Afro, yeah. You come from Mali, man. You guys got good music. You don't have to go the Afrobeat. Come on, Afrobeat is just. I mean, that, that you can dance. Yeah, yeah in yeah. Mali, yeah, but, we have a better music. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, yeah, I know music right from long time ago. So yeah. you know, I, I, Afrobeat for people who just started learning music today. You know, so. um but if you claim you don't dance, we'll stop yeah. the recording and kick you out of the studio. Right <laughs> nah, no, I won't no, have no. to dance. I yeah, need yeah. music. I won't dance just okay. like that. Okay, all right. So <laughs> I, I knew you were a dancer. Uh-huh. So, so we need you to dance for at least one hour uh-huh. and give us three artists that will keep you dancing for at least an hour. Now, there's a caveat. You can't just start naming the Beyonce's or the Drake's, no, yeah, yeah. the most popular names, okay. you know. You gotta give us the names of you know the artists that you know the the, the ones who give you the vibes, and you can give us from back home because uh-huh. you come from a land that has many great artists yeah. that not many people might be familiar with over here. So let them discover um, the great artists that you have. So Salif Keita, Salif Keita, Ooh. one of my favorite artists of uh, all yeah, time. Yeah, he's one of mine too. And I mean, some some of the songs would keep you dancing. Some of them would just keep you thinking mm-hmm. about life. Yep, he's a complete artist, and he's been. That's the man that taught my daughter how to say Africa. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. he's a uh, he's my favorite. I follow him since I was little. My parents listened to him. He's our legend, Salif yep. Keita. Salif Keita is one. Uh, the second one, I think I'll do somebody a little younger. Okay. And young, younger generation, which is, he come from Nigeria. Burner Boy. I like oh, Burner Boy. Wait, wait, wait. I, 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 f- I forgot to give you another. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Burner Boy. You can't go Burner Boy. Because okay. too many people have been naming. He has been banned okay. from this podcast, too. All right. So I do um, Salif Keita. And I'll go. I'll go in Senegal. I'll go okay. with another legend. Yeah, yeah. They got good music. Man. I'll go Yusundur. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. Yusundur. Uh, Yusundur would keep me dancing. All right. You're going with the legends. Yeah. And uh, in the third one. You said I cannot go in Nigeria, Ghana, or uh, South Africa. I mean, there are names in Nigeria, but you can't just go with like the Bonner Boys. Anyway. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Too, yeah. Uh, too many uh, people have been going with Bonner Boys. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's, he's yeah, You nice. can go South Africa, you can go. There's there some people in Nigeria we, we can take. Hmm. I, I'll go French. Okay. So yeah. there is this guy called M I H D. M H D. Spell it again. M H D. M H D. Yeah. Oh. It's for Mohammed. They just cut it short. Oh, okay. It's a young African kid that grew up in France. Yeah, France from, got some uh, good music. Yeah, his, his parents are from Senegal and Guinea. Okay. So he come from like, he's influenced by two big yeah. cultural influences. So, and he does this style called Afro Trap. Oh. Afro okay. Trap is right. very high beat, um, fast tempo. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, uh, what's this guy rapping what's this guy that passed on Afrobeat song. Uh, who's this guy that passed away from Ivory Coast? Um, Arafat. 
Yeah, Arafat. So almost like Ar- Arafat, but for him is like he's really rapping on the beat. Okay. And you know he has some good melody. I love I love him. He's All young, right. All right. but he does a really good job. All right. Any women? Huh? Any women artists that you know of? Uh, women artists. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you've, you've that would keep me dancing mm, in Africa. You've given me Mohammed. Who uh, he's <laughs> not on my playlist, so. Mm. Let me see if you got anyone for me. I though. mean, Umu Umu Sangare is, you know, she's a she's a diva, you know, she's Sangare. Yeah, yeah, Umu, that yeah, yeah, she's yeah, she's definitely on my playlist. Yeah, she's, um, and then also in Ivory Coast, there is this other lady now called uh, I'm gonna forget her name, Jose. Jose. Yeah, Jose. She's she's very nice. She she has different different style. Okay. Jose. Yeah. So those, uh, I mean. I was gonna go to Nigeria because we we, as I said, you know, you guys have a big brand right now, yeah, Niger- and your Niger- brand is hot, right? The Nigerian now. brand is selling, you know, especially mm-hmm. in the music part and then all the things. Movies, you're done with that. You yeah, did amazing. The, the movies, are, and yeah, now the yeah, music yeah. is like a very influence. So when you ask any African guy, like, what do you listen to? Anyone who listen to Afrobeat, like, yeah, it's like. Yeah, you know, yeah. You're gonna you're gonna hear so many burner boy or yeah, everybody because his attitude is different. Like you mm, know, it uh, comes hard. And we'll, <laughs> we'll talk about that off air. All right, so this has been fun. We'll definitely have you back again because you're also local. So yeah, we'll definitely have. To, uh, I'd love to come back. I'd love yeah, to come we'll back. definitely have you more. Come to just some some beautiful stuff from your culture again. Yeah, and uh, yeah. So final question. Yes. What would you like to leave the audience with? Your freestyle moment, if you want to say it in your local tongue, hey, whatever. But your freestyle, uh, go. Uh, what can I tell the audience? Um, please listen to uh, White Label American. Uh, it's a very, very interesting thing on the podcast. And uh, it's been nice, you know, coming here. It's my first time. N- not my first time, but like, you know, doing somebody else's podcast. Um, you know, if they have any feedback for me, anybody can lead me to something good. You know, any opportunities, um, or you know, some suggestion, or maybe I, there are things I might have said now. People, some people might not like. Um, I'm sorry in advance, just in case. Cause, I mean, because sometimes you know when you talk about how generations are different now, mm-hmm. people don't understand it. You know what used to happen before and what happened now. Yeah, people would think maybe you really want the past to come back, which is not. You know, yeah. I just think yeah. there are some adjustment on things we could do. Uh, what I can tell people just you know, I guess be you. <laughs> yeah, be happy. Don't take the stress. I mean, we only only live once. There you go. And try to live the fullest and enjoy every experience. That's Welcome right. the experience. That's right. Yeah. Like here now, I'm really enjoying the experience. I love this studio and it's something new for me to see. Hey. So everywhere I go, I try to enjoy the experience. Awesome. Yeah. It's a great studio, man. Thank you. It's a great studio. So thank you for those nice words too. Appreciate yeah. that. Thank you. Um, where can the, the, the audience find you? You know, please plug yourself in. Yes. So uh, I have a show online you can find it on youtube it's called le traducteur it's in french so it's it's spelled by l e traducteur t r a d u c t e u r it's kind of long but le traducteur will yeah, be yeah, it's it'll on be youtube in instagram anywhere yeah would we'll make sure you know we get you the link 
and my own page is Zudial Z O U D L O. Um, I'm on Twitter, Instagram. It's all the same name. All right. Anywhere. So if you, for anything, any suggestion for me for my show, um, yeah, that'd be great. All right. So you have all the links in the show notes, and yeah, go support my brother. Um, yeah, there are a few of you who I know who speak French who listen to this show. So yeah. Go, go check it out and um yeah give him support and share the love you know i welcome the love he needs love i did love <laughs> and um if you got money to spare send it my way just um make sure it's not crypto you know uh, <laughs> you don't do crypto yeah but if it's bitcoins yeah okay okay we can talk we can talk we'll but uh, make sure it's dollars euros british pounds sterling, and then uh, the rest uh, no naira um no 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 we, we negotiate any other thing Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How, how you say thank you in your language? Uh, iniche. 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 All right. Iniche, everyone. Okay. And I'll see I'll you beniche. next week. I'll beniche. I'll I'll beniche. <laughs> Thanks for listening to White Label American. If you enjoyed the show, we'll appreciate if you rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast from. If you have any questions, comments, or have someone who will be a good guest on the show, or you want to be on the show, send us a message at whitelabelamerican at gmail.com. And make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at White Label American. Thank you for your support.